right, guys. Just finished recording a podcast with Zane. Uh, great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys will as well. Um, if you guys are enjoying the content, please subscribe, drop a like, and comment. It really helps the channel out. Um, I'm trying to grow a little bit, of course. Uh, but the reason that I'm putting this clip in ahead of the podcast is because due to some uh, scheduling issues and some guests not being able to come on the show last year, we had some gaps uh, between podcast releases, and so I've asked some people to be regulars in case that uh, we can't, we have a gap. Uh, and these people, we're just going to chat about life rather than their area of expertise because all of them have already been on and we've already kind of uh, explored their areas of expertise. So these are going to be more free-flowing, kind of anything-goes sorts of conversations. Um, the first one, obviously, is Zane, uh, but there are a few more, and I'm looking forward to talking with all of them again. And I'm super grateful that they were all able to kind of uh, agree to this role as regular. But with that, um, I'll leave it there, and we'll get into the podcast. Welcome back, sir. It's been a little hey, while. Man. What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Here. Living in Florida. Same old, same old. Yeah, living in entertainment and shit. And then... Absolutely, dude. The most recent big news in the entertainment was the slap heard around the world. Did somebody call it that? I feel like somebody called it that. Might as well have called that, yeah. Everybody's talking about it. Like, everybody's going to remember that, too. That's the thing. Like, people are going to be like, oh, do you remember the time when, like, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? I feel like that's going to be, like, around for, for – it's going to be, like, one of those, like, Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction, like, level moments. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's, it's just another thing, man. It's just another, like, event that everybody's freaking out over. <sighs> I don't know. Someone I, I saw on uh, an Instagram story like recently. She just mentioned like that. Basically, there's a lot of different things going on in the world. Like everybody knows about it, whether it be Russia and Ukraine, or you know, obviously the the stuff going on down here in Florida. Um, but everybody chooses to be very invested in Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, which is like I don't know. It is what it is. It was wild, but I don't understand why everybody's so like that's the center of attention i feel like for me the like the kind of circles that i pay attention to on the socials i pay mm. attention to like a lot of comics yeah um and they're they're like feeling a way about it because one of them was wondering like does this open the door if i say something on stage for somebody else to just come up and smack me like at what point is that not a, like it's just like, yeah, maybe the joke was hurtful, or maybe he shouldn't have said it. But like, they're well, not. Yeah, it's it, they're more worried about like, are people gonna feel like they can just do that now because that's been not okay? But now since somebody else like famous did it, are people gonna start feeling like they can do it? Especially, I was talking to Nathan uh, Habib on on the podcast, and he was like, yeah, when you're working out new material, like, sometimes it goes rough. <laughs> like, you piss people off. So it's like, how are you going to do your craft if, like, you're worried about somebody coming up on stage and, like, smacking you? Like, not that that's never happened before, but, like, that's never happened in a moment like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair, like, to wonder, I guess, but there's, there's security after those kind of things. You know what I mean? It's not like 
the regular person is not Will Smith, you know. I don't think anybody yeah. anybody in Oscar security saw Will Smith going out there and be like, oh, we should stop him. Like, they were probably just thought he was going to give him a handshake or something. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I've not actually been to, like, really that many comedy shows, but I feel like the one that I was at, I saw Bill Burr in Richmond, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Somebody definitely could have gone up on that stage, for sure, because it's just a, it's a theater. So, like, if you're in the front row, like, there's one, there's, like, one or two security guys. But if you're sitting, like, not directly in front of them, you could definitely, like, run up on the stage and, like, tackle them or some shit. For sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know, bro. For what it's worth, just like you said, that's kind of, it's always been possible. I mean, I, yeah, they see, like, somebody else doing it. So, maybe now they, they could feel like they could. But I just don't think, first, the comedian will probably do something. Like, Chris Rock just stood there, you know. Yeah. I don't, well, I, don't, I don't think he knew. Huh? He didn't know for sure. Oh, for sure. yeah. But, like, with somebody else, I feel like you'd know. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why would some random person come on stage, you know? In that situation, he made a joke and, like, about, you know, Will Smith's friend, whatever the heck he called you. <laughs> You're <huh>? a clown. <laughs> um, uh, but he made a joke about her, and so he can't – Will Smith came up, and I'm sure he didn't think he was going to smack him, so – in a regular situation with just a random person, hoping yeah. the comedian would, like, try to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, facts. Did you see uh, – I don't know if I asked you this. Do you know who Andrew Schultz is? It sounds familiar. He's another comedian. He goes on, like, probably a four-minute monologue just with all of the worst, like, on the situation, and he's wearing, like, a medieval suit of armor. And then at the end, he jokes that he's going to have to wear this every single time he goes up on stage to protect himself. It's like it's so dumb. Oh, I'll send you the link afterwards. But if, you, if y'all listening haven't seen it, you should, well, I mean, I think it's funny. So no. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Uh, all right. Enough of that. I think, I think everything else that we would say has been covered by everyone else ever. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is. Just like you're saying, like, for sure, big pop culture moment. Um, but pop culture is what even what even is, it? you know, I feel like there's just so much content that is being put up these days. And like, it's kind of why if any of you are here from other podcasts, I was talking about I used to be working on social media a lot, creating content, but kind of why I got away from it is just because there's so much stuff. And I, I'm beginning to question, like, how much is actually of any use, you know? There's so much crap is up. There's about 10 different, at least 10 different variations of, like, any video you want to see on YouTube, at least 10, you know? And that's on the very low end. It's probably more like 100 or something. Yeah. You know, it's impossible to keep up with pop culture because I feel like there's a gazillion different corners that you could get into. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. But in terms of usefulness, like, I don't get usefulness out of like, I get usefulness out of having the conversations. I think other people get usefulness out of creating the content, right? Like it gives, like there's definitely people that this is like their thing that they love to do. Like Mr. Beast is like a very obvious example, right? And obviously he's the most successful at it, but like he wasn't doing well in school. And then like this is his thing. So, and if people want to watch it, like more power to him. Like, but in terms of like the regular person consuming content, unless you got like, 
I don't know. There, there's a reason that the bell curves exist for like, or not bell curves. I forgot what the law. There's some law where it's like 90% of the consumed content is created by like 10% of the people or something. I don't know. Something like that. No, I mean, that's, that's big. You're generally right like with a bell curve. I guess it would be like the opposite. It, no, it's like... Is it Pareto? No, it's not Pareto. I don't know. Murphy's Law? Something. I don't know. It's something. Some, somebody's I understand the general idea. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there's a reason why 11 million people watch every Rogan episode. is because yeah. of – it's not even because of him, I feel like. I feel like it's because of his ability to get information out of the guests that he has on who have interesting yeah. things to say. Yeah. And I've watched, like, I've watched the same guest on him – on his podcast and then on another podcast and the information is so much better on Rogan's. Yeah. Not because like, because he asks better questions in my opinion, but like there's a reason. And then there's a reason why it was like 250 million people are subscribed to Mr. Beast. Now right, it's like, right. it's because they're very good at what they do, but that's the same as any, in, that's the same as in the industry. You can look at like music. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, some random song that you never heard of. You're like, what's the usefulness of it? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, that's a good, that's a, definitely a fair point. Because like, it's the same with the music industry. I'm sure 90 percent of movies the too. Oh yeah, 90 percent. Well, it's like same actors, you know. Mm-hmm. I bet like 90 percent of of the movies, hits, yeah, yeah, of the hits have like the the same like 10 percent of actors type of thing. Yeah, and then there's even like professional sports like there's a gazillion professional soccer leagues in the world but people only care about like four of them yeah right isn't that interesting yeah so it's like but but that that goes to a thing with like greatness and you appreciate greatness and that's why you want to that's why people gravitate towards the people who are the greatest at those things yeah and like some people are like well i don't want to watch the nfl i'd rather watch the Canadian Football League. It's like, why? Why would you rather watch? Why would you that? not want to watch like, the top tier? Yeah, like, why would you not want to watch that? Unless you've got like a specific thing with a specific team. Like that's why college football is popular because people mm-hmm. went there. But it's not like the football's better. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it might be more fun to watch. But like, that's the thing. Is like you people want like. There's a reason why people go for those. It's because yeah, they're, they're, they it's cause they're the best league. ones. Yeah, it's like even with college football, like a lot of people watch college football just like you're saying because they went there, but also just because these are some of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. If they like the NFL, these are guys that they may, you know, get drafted on their team next year. Maybe that's something they're interested in, like all that different stuff. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, the best content, you're right, it does. It has its intricacies. I guess it's important just not to get caught up with the fact that just because there's a lot of people producing content doesn't necessarily mean – I have to be in tune with like all of the content, you know? No, of course. It's just, it's just kind of, I guess, something that our, our current day and age is conducive of. Just a lot of things going around on social media and things like that. But uh, I was, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Like just the fact that where I'm from and obviously you're from, like going to high school and then to college is kind of the path. Like it's the, the general path for most people I knew was like there in high school, you were either going to go to college after, or I guess get a job. But ideally the like ideal situation was to be to go to college. But what's uh, interesting, not going to college was looked down. It was like, Oh, you're not, you didn't get into college. That's what it was looked like as. 
Exactly, exactly. And that's just th- what's interesting and how that relates to what I was saying about social media and all the content is like, in this day and age, you know, that's going to high school and then college is supposed to be, you know, what I guess what we do. But now we're starting to like move away from that because there's a lot of trade school opportunities out there. And there's a lot of workforce things right out of high school you can get to that don't require a college degree and can make you a lot of money. Places, the college degree is becoming like more, everybody's getting a master's. So it's like, what's the point of getting your bachelor's? So then it's like, well, how much do you actually want to go to college if you're going to have to go for six years and pay a ton of money just to be competitive in the market with social media? It's like, there's just tons of people, I guess, that put things out there. And just like we were saying, like there's only a select few that actually succeed with it. Um, so, you know, I guess for me, like I'll start my question, is it really worth it if I guess I'm not the greatest at this content, but also if it's not that beneficial, like for our society, you know? I don't know. I would say that you were better at it than most people. And just because you're not the best at it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to go play in the world cup anytime soon, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try to like play on a better team or like make myself better yeah. because it's what is something that you like to do. It's like you, you were doing it cause you enjoyed it as we did, as we talked about before. Yeah. But people like that's different from people that want to do it to make money. Cause I think it's easy. Like that's not the same thing. Yeah. So like, well, I think honestly, that's part of why I stopped was like, I was in it for like hoping I would pop off, hoping that I could get somewhere with it, make money with it, you know, become famous. But at the end of the day, that just that took me so far. And you have to have a real admiration for creating content and a belief in like what you're making. And for me, I just I didn't feel like what I was creating was not that it wasn't good, but that it what was I really contributing to like the world, I guess. I, I looked at it as if I was to consume this type of content on a daily basis, would I, like, be happy with myself? Would I be improving as a person? I was making a lot of, like, just Disney stuff, you know? And mm. for me, in, no, I, I feel like, no, I don't, I, I don't consume it that much myself, and, like, I don't feel as though I'm really helping others by putting it out there. So, I can't I would say, I would say, I understand what you're saying, but I would say this. If it was making you happy and that is making you a better person, I talked about this in a for which episode, but like you want to be the best person that you can be because you can only, you can only, right. You can only really make an impact on like a lot of the people closest to you. Mm-hmm. And if so, you might not have been, helping a lot of the people that watch your stuff but if that was making you happy and more productive and a better person that helps those closest to you which is really what matters to be honest it's like nobody want like nobody wants help from like a halfway version of me that's depressed and like drunk you know like people would rather have help from a version of me that's ready to take on responsibility Mm -hmm. and like is happy and like not not even happy but like like to say has their has their shit together is kind of like I feel like, like you're it's just, it's you're simplifying huh 
you're living a life you're proud of. Yeah, yeah, but like that, that, that helps more than like. It's like, how are you going to fill somebody uh, somebody else's glass of water if yours not even full? Right, exactly. So, like for you, if that was making you happy, just because you thought that somebody watching wouldn't be happy, like you don't know that. Some kid, some kid might have been looking forward to your content, and like that's and that's that's one kid. Like I don't know, it's just something to think about because just because you aren't going to become Mr. Beast doesn't mean that you failed. Yeah, yeah. Like there's level there's levels to it. Like Mr. Beast is the best in the world at YouTube. That's that's akin to Michael Jordan at basketball or Jeff Bezos at business. Like those people are once in a generation people. And that there's no shame in not being that. Like those people mm. are where they are for a reason. Like did you watch Mr. Beast on Rogan? No. He was saying for ten years he would wake up at seven AM Research, you'd be on like Skype calls with his friends, researching YouTube, breaking down like every single aspect of a YouTube video until 10 p.m. And then you wake up the next day and do it again for 10 years. From, thir- from 13 to like 22 or whatever, he would do that. Like he's where he is for a reason. It's not like there's no shame in not doing that at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I agree. But I mean, to your point, like. I understand what you're saying, though. Creating content, maybe at some point, is something I return to. But I just the stuff I was creating, I couldn't really, I can't really get behind. Because sure. but use it, it as a it metaphor. Was, use it as a metaphor, though, for like anything else that you might be interested in. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's all about doing, you know, what makes you happy because that shines through, and what and the, what it is that you're doing. If you truly believe in it and like believe in yourself while you do it, that means it's the right kind of thing for you. And by continuing to like let that shine in doing that thing that you're proud of and that you believe in, that's how you help other people. Yeah, facts. I would only say instead of doing what makes you happy, what doing what you love, because that might not make you happy all the time, but it's more sustainable. Happiness is a very like fleeting like. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I don't know. Well, yeah, dude, like whether it's content or other stuff, like I totally understand what you're saying. Like if you're like, you didn't love the content you were making, like there's a difference between loving making content and not loving the content you are making. Like that's different also. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm doing a therapy session for you. (laughs) I appreciate it, bro. No, I mean, you're, you're definitely, you're saying some good stuff. Like it's very true. And it's, it's a slippery slope when it's something like social media, because, it's about juggling like the sort of dopamine that you get from getting the likes and having, you know, one of your videos do well and things like that. And then also checking in on why you're doing what you're doing and making sure it's like not for the views. It's not for the likes and things like that. Like it's from a place of, I actually really like creating this type of content and creating content. And so that's why I'm doing it. So, yeah, know, those intentions can get a little mixed up sometimes for sure. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're consuming also. Like, I don't go on social media all that much unless it's to post that I just, like, put out a podcast or to, like, check some sports stuff. Like, I don't really do much else besides that on socials. Like, mm-hmm. and that and 
I use it to message people about different things like yeah. about, Hey, do you want to come on the podcast or Hey, do you want to do this? Or Hey, do you want to do like this collaboration? And aside from that, I don't, I try to not consume, like to, I try to not sit there and scroll. Like if, yeah, if that makes sense, like I'm, like I'm on it, but I'm on it with a purpose of like, yeah, it's all, you know, some for your, for your podcast or like some for your business. I get yeah. That. Yeah. Good- like looking at how this person did this podcast or like maybe I'm starting to, try and maybe i want to put reels back on the soccer channel or like whatever whatever the case is like i try and be on it with a purpose not mindlessly that's where you get lost for sure for sure no it's easy you know with social media to like get lost to be on there to start going through it and uh yeah find the balance just like with anything in life you gotta be able to find the balance with pretty much anything you do yeah you took some of a yeah i say it all the time it's like all of life is a balancing act all of it. Did you take a hiatus from social media or no? Or were you just on it way less recently? Um, I guess I guess I've been on it less. I mean, I, when it comes to like creating content, I haven't been creating any content. Oh, like, just generally, me. like you not been posting at all. Yeah, yeah, just just been on it less. I mean, you've been happier. Yeah, yeah. Been I've been focusing a lot more on my fitness. I've uh, been doing a lot more meditation. This is kind of like you're saying, like trying to make sure I'm on when I'm on social media, it's for a reason. If it's, you know, wanting to talk to somebody or, um, you know, every now and then, you know, putting up a post or something. Yeah. But it's just, and meditation helps a lot with this. I've been looking into myself and like trying to find the things that are important to me and question, you know, why, and I think everybody should just questioning why you do the things you do. When you're on social media, when, you know, you look back at your day and you say, man, I don't really do anything. I was just scrolling through my phone. You know, you got to ask yourself why. Is it because I'm chasing, like, the just all the social media apps are designed to, like, give us dopamine, designed to make us stay on them as long as, you know, as possible. And I've just been trying to question, like, why do I do that? You know, what do I really gain from using these applications? And because of that, I mean, I just have kind of realized doing things that make me feel truly fulfilled is just a lot more enjoyable than going on social media and like getting it that way, you know? Oh, for sure. It's always easier in the moment to just scroll, but like afterwards you feel bad about You feel bad about it. Or I do anyways. Sometimes I don't even want to go on. Like right now, my story on the, on the soccer channel is there's like a bunch of things on there, but it's like, I went on and I posted them all like eight, like I went on to post and then like I turned it off and I went back to like doing the training or like whatever I was doing. Or, like sometimes you got to repost because like, like the team owner will be like, Hey Eric, can you share this thing? Like we're doing a raffle giveaway for tickets for the final, which by the time this comes out, will have already happened. Fingers crossed. We won. Woo. Yo, let's go. Let's um, go but, crossed. but like, I'd be like, Hey, can you repost this? Or like, what do you think about doing this or that? Like, can you take a look at this post? And that's it. Like, yeah. I I do spend some time on there, obviously. Like, but yeah, like you said, I've been because I used to be on it all the time, Twitter especially, yeah. and I make myself so mad because people say mm-hmm. the stupidest things on Twitter, and I'd be like, well, I can't believe this person said this thing, and then like you don't like now I realize like half of those people are probably joking. Well, dude. half of them, but the other half are not. But like still. You're you're talking about some cool new tech, some cool different thing to talk about. So interesting with social media. Um, 
with things like there, there's another big issue with it i find is you know a it becomes an echo chamber generally yeah. with social media when you 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 try to like get real information and actually like get ideologies or like learn the, a lot of the when you start consuming a certain type of content often you just start following content that confirms what you believe and obviously it's a fine line because you have to have beliefs in life like you have you know have to have things that are your um, sort of core values and that you believe in and stuff but we all the time myself included everybody we all forget to question those things you know yes like we believe things and we have narratives in our life and we kind of need those to actually live a life that like means anything but then we start to believe that all of our narratives are like completely correct because we follow these accounts on social media or look up things that confirm what we already believe and like it can it can it can lead to a lot of like issues you know it can lead to a lot of a lot of bad things yeah also so like for me being very conscious that like i don't i don't know if anyone listening could actually pin me down as to like who i would vote for but i don't think i'd be able to but i make sure that so like i have i follow people like kyle kalinsky and jimmy Dore and like crystal and sager crystal like the the first three are all like more left-leaning and then sager and then like tim pool and then there's like one or two others that i follow that are right-leaning and rogan yeah i mean rogan's not really right-leaning though is he like if we're being totally honest well, maybe that's my issue. I don't listen to him that much. I've I heard a lot of like negative things about him, but maybe I haven't done enough research. Oh uh, no, we could. I mean, I was gonna say we could talk about that offline, but like, I don't. He's definitely not what they push. So, like, I listen to him probably to his podcast. I don't even want to say I listen to him because I, I listen to his podcast for like the people he has on. Right. I've I've mentioned that before. Where it's like I listened to, and I, we were talking about this beforehand. I listened to him because I listened to his podcast because of his ability to get good information out of the guests that he has on. Mm. Um, and to call him right wing is like very silly, in in my really? opinion. Yeah, okay. it's like he has some right wing views. Uh, for example, guns, but like other stuff, he's pro choice. Um, okay. like all the stuff you'll hear about the trans thing is like, it was one incident with an MMA fighter where the, uh, the woman, the trans woman didn't tell the other fighter that she used to be a guy and then she beat the shit out of her. Mm. And it was like, Hey, that, we should probably shouldn't do that. Right. Like, or, uh-huh. like he was like, at least tell her that that's what he was saying. He was like, you got to tell her beforehand yeah. that you used to yeah. be a guy. Like, mm. And then people called him transphobic, and it's like that's not actually what that is. It's like yeah, I mean, it's no. like it's like it's so interesting um, with a lot of kind of because that's a, it's a it's a new age idea. I would say like that's a modern idea is yeah. transgender just as a general concept. Like it's it's new. You know, ten years ago it was talked about much less. Ten years before that, I mean, probably hardly at all. And what's interesting, and to your point, you know, and for to, for me to be even just like if I'm going to practice what I preach and not just take a democratic point of view, because I'm very much, I would say like left-leaning. Yeah. Um, but this, these are new ideas. And to say like, 
because I've always been an advocate for, you know, I think transgender people should be able to compete in athletics and they, they should be given the rights to like do things. But to what you're saying, like there are a lot of lines and just because like we want to be all inclusive, you know, the question is like, what is fair? You know, mm-hmm. what is like, what, what are the lines? And I think that we want to be progressive, but at the same time, it's like, maybe we need to do more research first. It's, yeah. it's just, it's always just the lines, you know, everybody feels like they can and know what the right one is, where to draw it correctly. But there's so many different things that come up. It's like, and it's interesting about lines. Just one thing I've been saying a lot. One thing I really believe is like, everybody wants things to be black and white. Everybody believes that everything can be labeled specifically, but 99.999% of life is in gray area. It's all like, it's all balancing. Exactly, exactly. But making it black and white makes it easier to, like, consume and digest. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, but re- real quick, to finish up the Rogan point, like, he didn't say yeah. shit about Leah Thomas, really. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't say anything because he doesn't care. Like, it's not – he said – he talked about the the MMA thing. I think her name was Fallon, Fallon Fox, I think his name, uh, her name was. Um, he talked about that because that's his area of expertise. Like the dude is a black belt in like in jujitsu and like he's an MMA commentator. Like that's his thing. Like he is, he's probably, he's probably an expert in two things. One is fighting and the other one is comedy. And then you can argue about that one. Cause some people don't think he's funny, but like, right. eh, well, I mean, what is being an expert in comedy? Not really well, good. well, he sold out Madison square garden. So I would say that. Makes no, 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 no. I'm well, I'm saying, no, I agree. Like, I'm saying not everybody's going to think you're funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, so of the one thing that he's an expert in, like, that's the thing that he, like, so that's why he talked about it. Like, he he doesn't care if that person exists. Like, he's not like, oh, she shouldn't exist or, like, she shouldn't have transitioned. It's just like, hey, she should probably tell the other fighter before she, like, the other fighter, like, she broke her skull, like, literally. It's like, that's probably not good. Like, I know it's fighting, but, like, it wasn't, it was, like, first, like, early in the fight i don't remember what round it was but because i haven't looked at it It was like four years ago but but to go back to the point that got us to that point it's like i follow left-wing people consciously and also right-wing people consciously and there are times where i look at the left-wing people's tweets and i'll be like and they're all like they're all like none of them are like establishment lefties they're kind of like the establishment's dumb but I would like I want universal health care type mm. like those type of people. Um and so sometimes I think their tweets are dumb or their posts are dumb. And then sometimes I think the right wing people's like takes are dumb. And it's yeah. like you gotta you can't it's like every issue is individual. Yeah. And you can't I mean, be like, at least yeah. get into just the issue I feel like with politics. Just the fact that I feel that we have left wing, right wing, like, well, or libertarian, but why? You know, we have like people should be judged on their platforms, not the party that they that they agreed. Like, with, you know, because yeah, it's just I don't I don't want to vote for you. Like we keep wondering why we are getting candidates that are like the lesser of two evils. But it's because we can't, like, we, our system doesn't allow for someone just to run on a platform, you know, instead of voting for, you know, or like, let's say like a green party, like, you want someone who's just going to help the environment, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, that's your number one thing. 
Well, the Green Party, I think, I'm pretty sure Green Party is like very much about that, but they're never going to win because basically everyone feels like they have to vote for a, a right or left wing because those are the people that like everybody votes for, you know? Whereas if it was just basically however many candidates on the even playing ground purely running on their platform, no parties involved, that would create a much more even, I feel like, spread, you know, of, of voters. Yeah, but that's difficult because like, when you're pat like legislate for the like legislate in Congress to get the votes, it's helpful to have like coalitions or parties where like everyone's like, all right, we'll all vote for this one because then otherwise nothing will ever get passed because you need majorities to pass stuff. And so like if yeah. if you only have like a third of the people that agree, and then it's like you can't get anything done. So that's that that's like its own issue to like deal with outside of that. But yeah, no, I agree, man, and and yeah, I think. I don't know. As a whole, like when I had Princess Blanding on when she was running for governor, like she was never going to win. But I wanted to talk to her because I knew that we weren't going to agree on on everything. Just like mm-hmm. she's she means well, but like I don't agree with. Like it seems good when she says it. Like it says the things, but I'm like, hey, I feel like that would not actually work. And that's fine. Like, I don't know. We haven't tried any of those things. And like, yeah. who am I to say? But those conversations never happened. I met her because she was going door to door. I talked with her for like 45 minutes. And then I was like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? I have not. There has not been one other political candidate that has knocked on my door. Right. Not one. So, like, I'm sitting here. Um, actually, I think we might have another one on the podcast coming soon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, like I've no other like. Do they even know anymore what people want? Like, are they just in? Like, I don't know. Like Biden said the other day, like, "Oh, gas is expensive. Like, electric. Like, go buy an electric car." It's like, and Colbert. Colbert made a joke about that too. It's like, bro, Teslas are expensive, man. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. what do you think that some guy that like lost his job because of COVID is now just going to go buy a Tesla? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why, why would you say that? Mm. I mean, yeah, that's, that's not a, that's not a very in touch comment. I, it doesn't really, I, I don't, not bro. I don't know. Why do we have like stupid presidents? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a horrible statement. Why would you? No, we can't buy electric cars. No, like, I'm saying, like, the point is, like, I've none of them come and ask for what we think. Like, none of them come. Like, have you met anyone running for office? No. I mean, dude, just like, yeah. You know, the, the issue is, like I'm saying, like, politics in general is not run. It's, it's not run by the people. I feel like it's run by just PACs, you know, corporations, um, people who can just send in a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that seems to be what rules everything. Yes. Yeah. The people, quote unquote, but it's really just the fact that we, I feel like, pay more money to certain corporations, and because we align with these corporations, they generally like give money to the more popular candidate. Because yeah, yeah, so sometimes that's I don't the know. majority, of, so so to speak. I guess. Well, it really sucks for me personally. Is like the framework. Like, have you read the original constitution, like the OG Constitution and the Bill of Rights? When I was, like, you know, in, in like elementary, middle school and stuff. Yeah. The framework that they have is, like, 
obviously given new technology, right? Things, some things are, will have to change. But Dude, like, I literally lately have been thinking about this so much. Like, why do we feel so inclined to run our country based on documents that were created almost 300 years oh, ago? Oh, you, you and I are going way polar opposites to this then. Because I was okay. going to say, like, the framework, the actual framework for, like, the philosophy of being governed by the people is phenomenal. Like, it's going to have to change based on, like, life is different now. But the framework itself is point me to something that's done better. Like, and the thing is, what they did was they took into account human fallibility and human flaws. Mm -hmm. So no one person could have too much, like, because they know that humans are, like, no one's perfect and people are going to fuck up. And that's the thing that I think that the founding fathers did better than any other system of government. Like they put in like, obviously everyone knows the checks and balances, but like that to come up with that from nothing is like, mm. and like you said, right. They're old, but that doesn't mean that the framework is bad. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I I'm think, not, I don't think we have to scrap everything. But I, I do believe that the idea, the fact that it's as hard as it is to create an amendment on the, on the Constitution or, yeah, is it the Constitution or the Bill yeah, of Rights? Yeah, the, the Constitution. Well, so the Bill of Rights is the first 10 amendments. First I personally thing. think it's a very good thing that it's very hard to put an amendment on the Constitution. Because what, like, you might agree at the time, but then what if the people that you don't agree with have it very easy to put an amendment on the Constitution? Well, that's and, fair. I mean, yeah. like you want to make sure that it. like the vast majority of people are like, yeah, I'm down Yeah, to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I, I 100% agree. Like we can't just have any president or any, you know, whatever group say, okay, because I'm here right now and I have the power, I want to create, I want to make this amendment and it's happening. And just this one president, like 12 years ago, put this amendment there. And we created, a, we made a process that was super easy for him to do it. And that's why he had all this power just to completely amend the Constitution. I agree. I don't think it should be that easy. But I also don't, like, I also believe that our, our the, the frame or the paperwork that we base our country on should not be as, like, foggy as it is. With things like gun rights, you know, the, the amount of questions that I, are raised about the first like four amendments you know our rights to like uh freedom of speech um you know freedom of assembly like the different things why can't we just specify a little bit more like i guess what those things mean you know because i feel like do you want to try and specify them right now because it's not very easy that's fair that's fair it's the same thing it's the same thing you were were talking about earlier it's like where's the line yeah, where is the line, right? That's fair. I mean, I guess it's it would be difficult to do. I, I guess my general my general idea, like what I wish would come from this, is just to modernize, you know, the documents a little bit. I think if we were to like look into them and just kind of change them at least, or, or amend them, work on them a little bit, so that they were more relevant to like current times and the technology we have. Uh, you know, the way money is funneled into the government, back out into the people. If we were to go into, like, each amendment and just kind of say, like, how does how does this kind of 
come across now, like in this current day and age, like what does this mean? And like, what exactly are we trying to get? And like, uh, what's the word? What are we trying to like? Um, like, what are we trying to portray? Yeah, I guess with each amendment. Yeah, and just with each document. So I don't disagree, but I, I would, I would, this is something I feel a little bit strongly about because, for example, free speech, there are limitations that have been set. So you can't, you know, fire in a crowded movie theater yeah. and like you can't uh, incite violence and there are some things. Mm-hmm. So, so then it leads me to like, I was thinking about it, listening and like over the course of reading and listening and, and whatever, somebody asked, um, I think it might've been Jordan Peterson. I don't remember. Somebody's like, where do you draw the line on free speech? Or like, like surely there's a, like a way that the government can define free speech. And, and basically the answer was um, his, so this is his answer combined with like some of my thinking afterwards mm-hmm. was basically like, who do you actually want to define free speech? Because the tighter you define it, the people that are going to define it are going to be the exact people that you don't want to be defining it. Hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, I mean, I don't really have to go into examples. Like, the people in Washington, do we really want them involved in our lives more? It's like, I don't. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so what are our options then? Does Twitter define it? It's like, well, I don't think that's a good idea either. Right, and so, how they've been like deleting tweets, different things like that. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't even mean like that. Spe- I just like insert any big organization as like who defines it then? Like who do you mm. want to define it? Because somebody's going to have to like if you really want to define it more, somebody is going to have to define it with a big enough reach that it's going to like be applicable to the whole country. And I, I very hard, right? And so it's like I don't know if the founding fathers left it vague for a reason, but given where we are now is like, for me, you stay as far, like as far away from defining that as possible, because the last thing you want is people being jailed for what they said, because then you end up like China or Russia, not now, but down the road, right? People, people say like, I've seen people say that. And then people say, Oh, you're is like, that's you're exaggerating or this or that. It's like, well, Maybe, but also maybe not. And like, who are you to know? But yeah. it could, but it could be. And I'd rather not take that chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely hear that. I mean, yeah, that, you, you raise a good point. And just like, just like, I guess the issue with what I, you know, my, my point of thinking is like, with any of these amendments and like wanting to modernize them, wanting to apply them to, you know, this world or this country now, you know, we have grown exponentially just purely in the number of people that we have. So it's, it's hard to like create any sort of document or government that is going to actually apply to everybody, you know, that can actually fit in like every type of situation that will arise. So, yeah, I mean, to what you're saying, I, I agree with that. 
you know, who would you want to do it because it wouldn't, uh, you would displease people at the end of the day. Pretty much well, no well that, and then if it's easy to change the definition, then if somebody defines it and then the power shifts and then somebody else defines it, right? like right. even if the person that you agree, like, okay, I agree with how they defined it. And then like four years later, there's a new, there's a new president. It's like, well, right. I don't agree with how they defined it. And then it's like, then we're in, then it's just another thing that happened. Like, I don't know, but, and that, well, to your point about there being so many people is like, that's why, again, I'm like, in my mind, having the delegation to the local and state governments to do more like that's what you want because they're the ones that are in touch with those communities and what they need for sure yeah no I, that's a good that's a good point yeah i definitely think federal federal like control and things like that is it might be better suited to be just more based on things like international affairs rather than you know stuff within the country yeah because- so like mail currency and like defense, national defense, or like, yeah. and like space, yeah. And that's kind of it, really. I like. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple. Like, there's a couple other things, I'm sure. But like, those are the big ones that come to mind off the top of my head. And it's like, why should some guy in Washington like, why why should some senator in like Nebraska have to throw on an extra million dollars to build some random road in the middle of the like the thing like why is that on them? That's like, to me, that's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, when it, if, if that's something that like, like federally like, needed, like pork well, barrel. like pork barrel spending, you remember that term from like government class? No. What is it? It's like, so like in Congress, they'll have a bill and then people will be like, I'll vote for that bill. If you tack on this thing that like I need at the end. And then like, by the time it's all said and done, you've got like, an extra gazillion dollars for like random random shit that like doesn't matter for the bill like oh this road in nebraska and like oh this this city needs a new power Which I feel like, or, like, itself is, like i don't know if that's a great practice like the fact that no def- can... definitely not but it's how it's done yeah which is again we start we're starting to get into like things that i feel like could be amended you know when it comes to whether it's constitutionally bill of rights like Things like that, you know, I think that there's too much personal gain and, like, money involved. Like, when things, if that's how things are voted for, then how can we expect anybody or, like, people in Congress to actually act based on their desires and what they want? Well, they're they're acting, but, like, they say it's not for them. It's, like, I'll vote for it if you if you allocate some budget money to, like, to send back to my town or, like, where yeah. they voted me in. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like it makes sense a little bit, yeah. but, it's, but it's like why does why does that money not just get thrown in the state budget? Like I don't anyway. mean, I don't know I don't know how it all works, right? Like I'm not gonna go pretend to be an expert on on all this yeah. stuff, but it just seems like ridiculous to me that that's the case. And uh, and again, like I don't I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of political stuff. I know. So back to where we got down this tangent about being in confirmation bias. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I follow lots of different type of people, which like purposefully. That's good. That's good. I, you know, one thing that was interesting and kind of funny that I read recently was like, this, you know, definitely is big in confirmation bias. Like, there's a lot of guys out there. They try to get their like dating advice and like <laughs> sexual seduction advice from like Reddit. 
And we, you know, fail to realize that it's like 70% men on Reddit. And then most of them are probably like 14 year old dudes that have never done more than held hands with a girl maybe once. And they think that they're going to get like, and, and he gets all, everything he knows from like random YouTube videos and things like that. And it's, you know, I feel like social media, like, and it's interesting. I saw another, I can't remember if it was a post, but it was a research study. And it was just the, the general fact that people are really starting to gear towards content on social media of people interacting because it fulfills a void of not getting that from like actual human interaction. Yeah. Which is, I feel like part of the issue, you know, well, I think that's, that's why I do this. Cause I'd rather talk to somebody and watch it. Yeah. Have a legitimate like interaction rather than just, I think it creates like a, a negative cycle of like trying to fulfill those needs through social media, but then becoming more kind of insecure because you haven't been able to actually get those needs fulfilled from the actual interactions you have with others. Cause it just social, like it just, it, it's a negative replacement, you know, it, mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of just wires your mind in the wrong way. Yeah. And the people that you're consuming the content from often have like a fresh haircut and nice clothes and like all like they, they look the part. So yeah, that, it's that not doesn't help. Play actual yeah. That doesn't help the insecurity either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, when you said that, do you know who Fresh and Fit are? Who? Fresh and Fit. Fresh and Fit, the Red Pill guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those two idiots, bro. They're so how like, do you feel about the Red Pill stuff? What do you mean by Red Pill? Like, because I, I know the definition that I know is like people that have gone conservative politically, and I don't, that's not what you're talking about. No, no, that's not. With Red Pill... I, I don't want to say, like, the entire Red Pill is bad because I've watched some different videos about it. Like, not just videos of Red Pill, but videos of people talking about Red Pill. And from what I understand, like, there's very much levels to it, you know. Hey, let's Google it. Keep going. I'll Google it. Yeah, like, you can kind of be, I think, like, with anything, gray area, there's goods and bads to it. That's why I don't want to just label it as, like, good or bad. But it definitely uh, pushes for values of, like, loving yourself, being confident in yourself and like showing that through the way you live and through like your interactions with other people. But it's also, I think at its worst, and I think maybe with Fresh and Fit, like how they just have sexy ass girls on their podcast all the time. And like, in some cases, you know, with if you're very, like very bad, I guess the bad part of Red Pill can be like objectification of women, like not caring about other people's feelings as much, like, you know, things like that. So the definition that I found was noun used to refer to a process by which a person's perspective is dramatically transformed, introducing them to a new and typically disturbing understanding of the true nature of a subject. Uh, that's the definition of like the, what the phrase red pill means. Cause have you seen the matrix? Yeah. Yeah. Red pill, blue pill. Like yeah. that's basically what happened to Neo into the red pill. But yeah. the red pill, like ideology, which I think is what I'm really talking about, is more like the frame of thinking that like fresh and fit or like some of these other guys on YouTube. Use. Is there another word to like pop in with red pill for it to like pop up in that way? I guess just put in like red pill. Oh man. Um, uh, like maybe like what does the red pill? mean uh maybe i guess not in the matrix though 
Or like, what is the red pill? Google is being very unhelpful. Very unhelpful. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people saying it's just kind of like a Reddit thing, you know. But it's definitely like I'm on. Uh, there's a news, a news thing right here about it. Um. The so rabbit. Oh, here you go. Here like the rabbit the red, hole. How the red what, pill what? helped elect Trump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like the people who follow that probably like the the very the ones who are very deep into it. Yeah. But uh, it says. Uh, for the red pill, like the quote-unquote reality is that women run the world without taking responsibility for it, and male victims are not permitted to complain. Um, yeah, so it's like it's I think like very bad. The, the worst of the red pill ideologies are just generally that um, wo- women just are valued in a worse way than they should be, kind of thing. Like men just value women kind of a crappy way or don't value. Yeah. Them. Like the very objective, like women are out there to like yeah. steal your money and like mm-hmm. hustle and you I, and like all the rest of it, bro. Exactly. It's and back so, to my, it's so yeah. dumb. Yeah, like what we were talking about, it's it's easy to get caught up in that on social media because you see these guys. Like, there's some guys just like fresh and fit. They're like really buff. They have like really attractive women on their podcast and things like that. And it just creates like negative cycles in your life it creates like you're getting your value from the wrong places you know replacing rather than you know just going out and just talking to a girl or something like that guys a lot of a lot of men and a lot of guys you know who follow this ideology like deeply they struggle with it for sure exactly and that, and that's the thing is like they believe you maybe you have to be like one of these strong fresh and fit one of these uh, guys who are incredibly charismatic or you know super athletic or great great looking whatever oh they're not even charismatic people call them fresh and fraud stop it <laughs> <laughs> no but like they, they're in a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's like the type of women that they have on are the type of women that they say like only exist but it's like dude all you do is go and like you're in miami with like partying all like in bars all the time like what do you expect you're gonna find yeah and like that's how they're like just using it to make content is and then yeah. and then and then the fact that dudes subscribe to it and are like yeah like all oh, it's like no dude stop it man Very it's like you can like we were saying earlier about like if you get your own shit together you're gonna to be a lot more like presentable to and help and like helpful to the rest of the world it's like you get yourself in shape you like try and find a decent job. Like it doesn't even have to be like a CEO. It's just like yeah. you don't even have to have a sick just don't be obese and do nothing. Like it's yeah. The bar, well, the least, bar is not that high. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. And I think I don't know. That might be like that might be speaking from my own experience. Like I don't I don't really know, to be honest, but like from what I can see, like like I see people that i know and i'm like hey just like i know it's hard to start going to the gym and like it's not like it's not easy right like it's easier for people like us because we've been playing sports all our lives like that's all we do so it's like easier for us to do it but like i don't know like i'm not trying trying to be a dick or anything well bro just like kind of like as we mentioned like there's levels to all of it and it's not you know not to sit here and say like any but like you have to be fit or you have to like go to the gym or like I don't think it necessarily uh, getting getting a uh, 
a relationship with somebody or just being happier in general in your life, feeling more fulfilled, it's not about any one activity specifically. Like for a long time, I've, I've always been like physical fitness. Like you, you got to be fit. Like you got to be this or that. And here's, here's the, here's the cat, like the you know, physical fitness, 1000% has been shown to like have positive effects on your health, like your mental health, physical health, obviously all that stuff. And while, yeah, it's not like necessary. I'm sure people live plenty of fulfilled lives and never hit the gym, you know, that's fine. But I think the thing is that guys either who consume all this red pill content don't understand or who just feel like they'll never get a woman to understand is that I feel like they're getting their value from the wrong place. Like believing that putting woman or just a relationship or romantic connection on this pedestal that makes you believe this is what I need to like live a good life. That's the issue. And by doing these other things, if it's fitness or like for me, meditation, I've been getting into that a lot, yoga, different things like that. Doing those things is what makes you just an attractive person, being passionate about something, you know, having, having a life, you know, just having things you do each day, values, things like that. That's what it is. I, I don't think it necessarily is about like, if you're, con- what, what is conventional attraction, but the fact that you just love yourself and like enjoy your life kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and you can't go into a relationship like incomplete and expect it to be successful. Like it's got to be, mm-hmm. you are like, you're good with you and your significant other is good with themselves and then you push each other to make each other better. It's not like it's not like oh you complete me. It's like no, that's that's like that's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. To yeah, be absolutely. honest, that and the other fact is like sometimes it just doesn't fit. Like you can have all the things on paper, but if your personalities just don't fit, like there, there's not really anything you can do about that. And like yeah. that's the other thing that it's like it's just. It's just humans are weird, dude. (laughs) Dude, uh, it's interesting you say that. I completely agree. You know, there was definitely a time where I was very much like, what kind of meat? My big thing was, you know, before I kind of really worked on myself, on my life, I would always ask a girl, like, what her music taste was. Because Mm -hmm. I always thought, like, oh, if we like the same music, like, we'll be a match made in heaven, you know, to be like, listen to the same things or whatever. The reality is, like, just like you're saying, that's all on paper. And what's beautiful about it is once you have the understanding that just because you have all common interests doesn't mean that you can necessarily have a great relationship, you also understand that just because you don't have all common interests that you can't have a great relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, again, just getting back to like all this kind of, I guess, kind of can tie everything up a little bit, um, which is everything we've said is like believing that we have that, that it all has to look a certain way, whether it be, you know, relationships, like I was saying before, you know, political documents, like believe it's in our head, what we think things should look like, but expectations just aren't reality, like ever. And believing that things are a certain way is how you, or have to be a certain way. is just how you kind of. It's how you, you disappoint you know, yourself. It's how you, exactly. It's how you disappoint yourself. And just like we were saying before, like in any situation, you have to be able to catch yourself when you're saying, like, is it them who's, who's creating this issue and them who's creating this, like, kind of, like, non-coherent relationship that's not working? Or is it the fact that I look at it and it's not this specific way that I think it should be? And in reality, I just 
should open up a little bit and step back and realize it's great for these other reasons or whatever it may be. Like things are good for these other reasons, you know, it's all perspective. Yeah. hundred percent. I want to add one thing to your thing about common interest. I think you wrapped it up super nicely. Um, but the thing about common interest is like, it's also healthy to have your own interests outside of the relationship. Um, and to have your own hobbies, like, Obviously, it's important, like, if you have no common interest, then that's not good. But, like, you shouldn't have all the same ones either. Wow. It's, it's healthy to be your own person within the relationship. It's like you you have to remain yourself while helping the other person grow. It's like a super weird, it's not even weird, it's like a very, it's like a dance almost. It's like you're, like you're your own person within the dance, but, like, the dance only works with both of you. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're not doing your part of the dance, then it doesn't work. So it's like you got like you got to be good for you to do the dance and your partner has to be good to do the dance as well. And then together it makes something more. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, dude, that's a great point. Like you want to grow, but both of you, you know, should continue to grow as individuals live together. And if you're not growing with some, if generally like if having someone in your life, like you believe is causing you to stop growing in some way, then you, that's kind of where you like, question your relationship or you should question your relationship because you know it's not it's not a bad thing but people are putting your life in your life for a reason and like if you're not growing with them anymore then they might have fulfilled their purpose and it's time to just kind of move on to the next chapter and that's also okay it's yeah. the thing is it like it might not be easy to make that decision or distinction mm-hmm. and sometimes it doesn't always call for a hard stop like hey i don't want to be friends exactly. anymore i don't want to like, I don't want to see you anymore. Sometimes it's just like, a, well, I haven't talked to them in a while. It's like, yeah, that's all right. That happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, just to that point, real love and, like, some of my best relationships are with the people that I know I don't have to, like, check in with every single day, you know, because I know, like, we're both growing as people. We both have our own lives. But... I, you enjoy them just because, you know, you're compatible with them and you enjoy their presence as a friend or more. And you also know that they, you want to keep them around in your life because you still grow with them. And yeah, just like, like you don't have to talk to them. Like, like I said, with my best friends, like I know I don't have to check in with them every single day because they have their life and I have mine, but we still are a part of each other's. Yeah. And you want them to do well. Exactly. that's the other thing like you're like it's the genuine feeling of like i hope that person does well exactly yeah that's huge like you want those people in your life because like a lot of times that doesn't happen often where it's like yeah. you get a genuine like if you're surrounded by lots of those people it feel it's like it just like there's something that like happens like i don't really know how to describe it but it's just something that happens that just like feels like it's like, yeah, I'm home a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like, you know, realistically, you get out what you put in. I think we there's a gazillion different phrases about the fact that the people around you are often a very good indicator of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, along with that, you know, if you're in touch with who you are and, like, like honestly in touch, and I think we all are. I think deep down – most people know when they like the company they have and when they don't. And I think most of the time, like when you believe you're around people that make you grow, you know, 
you you want to be around them more and like you enjoy it. Like I have a really good friend in California and I love him and they talk, we're literally different sides of the country, but he came down here with me when I moved down in July and I'm seeing him in like a month. I'm flying out there in like a month. And it's like, those are just, you, you make the time for the people that really mean a lot to you and you know, mm-hmm. like help you grow versus with the people who don't, you just, you know, within yourself, whether it's when you're with them or when you, they just cross your mind. You just know, like, maybe I don't want to hang with this person today. Or maybe even, you know, maybe even in the middle of that, it's like, you know, you only want to hang out with them in certain situations. Yeah. And and just on that note, just a random thought, I feel like with those, that's kind of the, that to me, that's kind of the, um, the transition. I think it becomes like when someone helps you grow a lot, that like, or when they're just consistently helping you grow, you want to hang out with them often. Then maybe when you're starting to like move on to the next season, they you start to hang out with them maybe just in certain situations, and then maybe it just becomes you know every now and again or hardly at all kind of thing. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. What well, is one of the reasons why I like talking to you? Because like you've thought all this stuff out, and like you present stuff that. I don't know. So like, or I haven't thought about that, like this angle or that angle. Yeah. So it's cool. Like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like often when we, when we talk personally, whenever like I, I finish with a podcast with you or like Jason's Jason as well as another good example yeah. or like, yeah, uh, Jason's best, or yeah. like Chris, my cousin, I've had him on a bunch of times. I always have like a good feeling afterwards. I, like, I feel like I've grown because yeah, yeah. it's like uh, you present, things that I haven't thought of and and we it's like a exploration of like humanity almost in in a very small way yeah no absolutely I mean I think and it's interesting about life like you can find some peace I guess just in the fact that it all it's hard to describe like Humanity just, it, it is what it is, you know, there's, there's, you can try to like kind of put your, your hand around it, so to speak, and say, this is it right here. I have it in my hand. This is the rules. This is what humanity is. You can try to squeeze as hard as you can and all your, all, you're going to open your hand up and there'll be nothing there. Like, That's why you shouldn't define free speech. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> you know, it goes to anything. Free speech, you know, just, we get to any number of things. It's it's fun to like talk about because also I do believe to a certain extent you have to come up with your own feelings about things like about humanity about relationships about what you like in someone about one thing I've been trying to be better about with meditation it helps a lot but being aware of how I feel and, and like honestly not wasting my time with people that just don't make me feel the way that I prefer to in any season of my life, you know, like it's, and the thing is that we have to understand too, it's not about the other people, you know, it's never, it should never be, God, this guy's the worst. Like I don't want to, we were friends, but I don't want to hang out with him anymore. It's changed for this reason and that. It's not about, you know, hating on another person or deciding to end a relationship because of disdain for someone. But it's about understanding that that's just not what you are about anymore. Like, that's just not what you are looking for, whatever it is with whatever person. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, and then and then sometimes it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard because then you feel bad sometimes. You're like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. But then it's a sign of growth. Like, as long as you understand, like, what's going on. And then that that also doesn't mean that you have to leave those people. Like, sometimes you want to, like, pull those people along with you. Like, hey, maybe they're in a tough spot and it's tough to hang out with them at the moment. But, like, yeah, you know, maybe they, they'll, I mean, grow, they'll grow too. And then sometimes that doesn't work out. And I don't know. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's about it's empathy. It's understanding that while you are the center of your own universe, everybody else is the center of their own, uh, you know. I've been reading The Four Agreements. Have you heard of the book? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a book. You know, I actually have it right here. I can tell you what The Four Agreements are. It's, like, relatively short. But they are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. Mm. And I feel like, I like they that. just, yeah, if you, go, if you go buy those four things, generally your life is just, it, it'll be in a much better place. But the one that we're kind of talking about right now is, like, don't take anything personally. Because... Anything anybody ever does, myself or you or anybody else, they do it from their own like hearts and their own set of feelings, experiences, and so forth. When you take it personally, you forget that. Like you fail to understand. You believe that what they're doing is an attack on you because of like you and who you are. And granted, like it can be like maybe you've done something bad, but if you believe that you're just being yourself. And damn, like this person hates me for it. It's not, it's not that they hate you. It's that they have done and lived through certain things that don't coincide with who you are as an individual. And so they don't, they don't enjoy that. Like they don't like who you are. That's not your fault. And you can't, you can't take that part. You can't like just take the way other people treat you personally. You kind of just have to go by your own set of beliefs and what you value and what you like and then decide your relationships from there. Yeah. With the caveat of sometimes you should learn from that, but maybe there's something wrong. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Well, there's definitely something wrong with like with me. (laughs) It's like for sure. There's always something wrong that I need to be working on. But like in that case, something specific. Of course. And I mean, but, but what, and again, they talk about this in the book and with any issue you or anybody else has will never be solved by another person. It'll always be solved by you. So while like, yes, you should come, you should definitely take into account. Like if somebody, you know, takes offense or like, doesn't like something you did or like something you do, the question is not like, why did they get mad at me? But it's, okay, so I have done something that, like, someone else didn't like. How do I feel about doing that thing? You know, obviously, they didn't, they didn't feel good about it, but how do I feel? Because at the end of the day, if you want to change it, that's how you'll change it. But because a million people could not like something you do, but if you think it's cool and if you don't want to change it in yourself, it's not going to change. Nobody else will ever truly change you. It's up to you to make the change yourself. Even if you think somebody else did, it's because you were ready to make a change, which is why it was done. Yeah. That's quite wise, I would say. That, I don't that have is in the book. Yeah. yeah. Well, the book is quite wise then. Yeah. I don't really have anything to add to that, to be honest. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. It's like 
But again, it goes back to be- like I like these conversations. I hate them also at the same time because it, it always comes back to like, well, you got to balance that out. Like mm-hmm. every every single one, and then I'm like, it's like, is there really nothing more to life than balancing out? It's like, well, I don't know. Well, I think that's the beauty of it, right? Is like life in ev- pretty much everything. And uh, this this is kind of a just a good quote I got from a friend of mine that I met down here. But like, it is all balancing, and it's so funny that every single day we we say that oh well like once this happens i'll be able to do this or like when when i get here like this will happen or like how are you doing today like oh man just i'm you know just getting through like just getting by but you have to be present and realize that you are every single day you will never achieve what like you want to because you always want more and so Mm -hmm. it's about just Mm -hmm. doing your best to enjoy what where you're at now because that's all you ever really have yeah there's a, yes yeah for sure and and the balancing is like the the yeah, the trick is like figuring out what balance works best for you for different exactly. things like that's yeah, the thing it's like things. like life is balanced like mm-hmm. life is finding balance like how things balance out but it's like figuring out what's best for you to balance is the hard part because you got to figure out what's best for you but also best for like your family and like immediate circle mm-hmm. and like making sure all of those like line up that's that's where it's like that's where it gets super super i mean even figuring out what balance works for you is hard enough but like to figure out where it works for you and your immediate circle and like the people yeah. close to you and like maybe the community if like you really have a you're really having a good day figuring out where all the scales are lining up it's like that's mm-hmm. it's so hard it's like super difficult. Yeah. And I think the thing is like, and this Mark Manson, the guy who wrote Subtle Art of Not Giving mm-hmm. a Fuck, uh, I really like a quote that he has in his books and he preaches a lot. But it's just about the fact that everybody has problems. They mm-hmm. have pro- new problems every single day. We have tons of problems. And if you don't like the problems you have, then you need to find better problems. Like if, if your issue, I think I talked about this with you before in a podcast maybe, but if your issue is that you're, unfit and so the problem you have is not being happy with your body then a better problem to have would be like finding time in your day to go to the gym you know oh i like that and the thing is like it goes for literally anything like if if your problem is um i don't know wanting to buy a new car and like the the issue is that you always have to find out a way to like get places then maybe the problem you should have instead is like saving up enough money to buy a new car. So like getting a job, maybe within walking distance, my, which my roommate did super proud of him for it, but he, his car ended up getting repoed and he literally found has become like a server at Bonefish down the street because he needs to be able to walk to work, but also needs the money. And so, you know, the question is whether it's with your family or whatever your community, anything, if you don't like, if you don't like the problems you're currently solving, then find better better problems. That's kind of the whole name of the game, you know. Because when you're enjoying solving the problems you have, then you're kind of in the right place in life, you know. Or you're doing things that make you feel fulfilled. Yeah, I really like that. It's like reframing the problem. I really like that a lot, actually. I'll probably start trying that. Well, try to get in the habit of trying that, anyways. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Um. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. Mm-hmm. Does it, yeah. 
All right. Well, <laughs> I got nothing. No, it's no worries. I mean, it's it's definitely a good way to look at it because, again, you know, I, I go back to meditation. I think meditation is like a great a great example of this. Have you ever really tried meditation? Not really. I mean, a little bit. Like Jenna meditates a lot, but and I'll like try and do it, but like, not no to no basically. No. So uh, it's totally fine. You know, some people do, some people don't. I will tell you that literally probably 90% of the people that I have talked to about meditation have responded with, oh, my, my mind just runs a million miles a minute. Like, I'm always thinking it wouldn't work. The issue is, like, people, people have the problem of overthinking, but, also, but they don't understand that that doesn't have to be their problem. The problem, again, can be, like, finding time in your day to meditate because it's just a damn near like any, or not damn near any problem, but like most of the problems we have can be improved in some way, shape or form. And that's one of them. Even if you have ADD, anxiety, depression, because I know like in those situations, there are literal chemical imbalances in your brain. Like what can, what is very hard to like do, I guess a whole lot about that non-medically. But at the very least, you can cut off some of the over the excess overthinking, you know, by doing some meditation. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes with that stuff, like with those things, like the anxiety and stuff. Um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not like don't take this people listening as gospel. What I've heard and read though is oftentimes that can be solved by fixing a relationship with like a family, like a like for men fixing the relationship with their dad or like their significant other, like the relationship sucks. And like, that's the sort of like, once they fix, like there's like, four, really like there's like four, it's like three or four things. Like, do you have healthy relationships with your family? Do you have healthy relationship with a significant other? Do you have healthy relationships with your friends? And there's like one other one that like, that's not like yourself, but it's like one other one is like most like, or not most, a lot of those cases can be fixed when those are fixed. But that's I, actually, yeah, I think, dude, that general idea is so applicable to so many other things. You know, the, the number of people that, like, eat, like, shit the whole day and then wonder, like, why their mental health is in the toilet or, like, sit on their, like, there, there's a, some new phrase called, like, or it's not some new phrase, but there's a new phrase, kind of, it's kind of, like, scientific, whatever, it's called doom scrolling, but it's just the general idea that you get trapped scrolling on social media and then, like, it just has negative effects on your mental health, but then you like continue to do it. Like it's just that what that cycle is called. And it's like, yeah, like people wonder, you know, why they're anxious, depressed, whatever have you. And then it's like, well, look at your relationships. You know, again, another thing Mark Manson says is it's all about asking yourself the right questions. You know, we may ask ourselves, why am I anxious and why am I depressed? But we should be asking ourselves, which like fair question, but then, you need to ask yourself the deeper question of the, what is my relationship like with my family? What is my relationship like with my friends and so forth? Because to truly like, to truly get better, I feel like to improve your mental health, improve your, your life in general, you have to dig deeper than like what you've been asking yourself. You have to be aware of the fact that your current methodologies have not been working. 
you know. If you've been stuck in it for a while, then obviously you shouldn't keep repeating what you've been doing. But we do, and that's kind of like where things get really messy and where you start to like feel really bad. Yeah. I do want to clarify one thing. Obviously, the chemical imbalance thing, like, that's a real thing. But, like, yeah. for yeah, sure, yeah. I don't – I know – I know – uh there's one or two people that will listen and be like, why you said, why didn't you talk? It's like, yes, it's real. My bad people. You know who you are. Yeah. Um, I don't need to, and I, I don't mean to sound like I'm trying to be a therapist or anything either. No, of course. It's like, but, but that's the thing. So like, I've, I've been actually wondering about that for a while. It's like, we're caught and like, we're having a conversation and it's going to go online and people are going to have their opinions about it. And so sometimes I'm like, should I say this or should I not say this thing? Like, am, am I going to worry that, like, am I going to offend someone? It's like, yeah, probably. I, I will eventually. Like, this is, I've done, like, I'm about to be pushing 60 episodes that are all, like, an hour. It's oh. like a six, thank you, man. It's like 60 hours of talking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I say dumb things. It's like, mm-hmm. I've I've got to get, like, be conscious of not saying something super dumb, but also like it's going to happen. It, it's a weird, it's another, like, I don't know. What do you think about that? Cause like you created content for a while, but yours was more like curated, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Mine was just more like, I guess, entertainment based. So I definitely would watch myself. Like when, when creating content, there was definitely certain things. Like I would kind of catch myself um, trying, you know, I just catch myself to be more inclusive or to like try to do things that wouldn't rub people the wrong way. Um, uh, do you know who Bo Burnham is? I'm sure you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, have you seen his Netflix special? Uh, which one? The most it's recent. Inside. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I saw. No, I don't. I saw one of his other ones though. Okay. Yeah. Well, he great at being like comedic, but also really, really like pushing some social commentary and some, some different things across that are very relevant to, I think, everybody's life. And one thing that he says like in the, in the special is he has just a little rant where he just basically says, could anyone just shut the hell up about anything for like 10 minutes? You know, like anybody in the world about any topic just for like 10 minutes. And to what you're saying, dude, like I believe just about every, anything I say should be taken with a grain of salt because I'm a straight white male and like what do I know about true true struggle and like things like that but then the question like I've also been through traumatic things everybody has the question of like who gets to complain kind of thing is always I guess at hand because everybody wants to have something to say everybody wants to have their voices heard and it's I guess the general that analogy of everybody in a room talking, but nobody hearing what anybody else is saying. And I guess that's the issue. And I think I can connect a quote that I heard that was very, I guess, eye-opening about this kind of thing. You know, true, a true genius or just someone who truly, like, will have benefit to this world is someone who will close their mouth and listen. Because... Wow, you know, when we create content, like, yes, we are putting our own selves out there, our own ideologies, our own 
content, like things that we make, make your podcast, like for me, for my Disney content or whatever else. Like, yeah, we're opening our mouths and like doing things, but every people are going to have things to say about whatever you put up. You know, the question is like, how are you going to absorb that and then curate the, your content going forward with that in mind? You know, because it's not about it's not necessarily about what anybody says. If, if basically, if everybody says something and nobody's listening, then nothing happens. But if you actually can listen to, like, maybe if someone complains or like someone giving their side of whatever concept you're talking about, um, that's how you actually grow as an individual. You know, and that's how hopefully, like, you can help them grow in the future because you now have what they have to say in mind, and then you can include that in your like future future content you create. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think, not that I'm a genius or anything, but I spend a lot of the people, like, I have on, I spend most of the time listening. Um, just because I mean, they have, like, they have cool stuff to say. And it's like, I'm curious, and I want to know, and I want to learn more. And I don't know. It's less about, it's less about, like, the... I don't really know. I guess it just hopes like to come off like when when you have enough on there, like on the internet, it's like to come off who the person is, uh, and know that like they don't mean harm by it. If that makes sense, and then like, so then yeah, of course, if somebody has something like well, people do this often. Like they'll comment, and then and then once the like. The comment threads on like the bigger channels are everyone talking and no one is hearing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and- well, to like again, like kind of what Bo Burnham says. I feel like a lot of times people just want to talk to complain, but they have no intentions of actually of like something actually coming from the conversation, so to speak. You know, it's like they want to get their thoughts out there but they don't really care to hear what anybody else has to say about it i think it's about opening your mind up and being able to absorb lots of different opinions then that's why i'm saying like listening more rather than just always believing what you have to say is what is correct and then having to you know let that be known yeah that's why i like listening to podcasts generally yeah um i mean it's other, other things other people yeah well, that's also why I like having you on because we'll get our thoughts in there, but the thoughts are not for nothing. The thought is to provoke like more learning and more discussion. Yeah. Another, another thing, uh, again, it's just lots of different like quotes. I just like kind of hear and enjoy, but another thing I, I think I read, but it's like the levels of, I don't want to say like genius because that comes off a little arrogant, but like just the levels of like the way people conversate. And it's like at the lowest level is people talking about other people. And then I can't remember the middle one, but then I've heard that it's uh, people talking about people, people talking about things and then people talking about ideas. It's like, yeah, true. It's like, that's like a very, I don't know. I don't really feel like that's a gross oversimplification. Yeah, I would say it's an oversimplification, but I, I could also Cause you I could can talk also about question people, like you can talk about people and the behavior of people, and then it's 
and then you go down like a whole rat. It's like, oh, well, well, I don't see, feel but like here's I'm the thing. I think we're talking about ideas right now. I yeah. think by talking about people, I, I the way I take it is like gossip. Yeah, yeah, facts. But like we've all gossiped in our life. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and you know we will continue to. But I think it also is like. Also, it's also about adjusting the way that you gossip, so to speak. So rather than talking about another person and kind of bashing them, you know, what is, because there's not a whole lot constructive about that. It's just kind of negative words flying around. Like, I'm not perfect. I'm not sitting here trying to say that. Like we, we all gossip. I've talked my shit oh, yeah. in my life. No, no question. Uh, but it's about rather, you know, taking what somebody maybe did to you or to your friend, whoever you're talking with. And then getting into why it makes you feel the way, why that action, right? Maybe even separate it from the person. But what is it about that action that made you feel the way you feel? Mm-hmm. And then that, because that's true growth. Shitting on a person and like talking a bunch of, maybe, maybe every once in a while I need to do that just to kind of get some feelings out. Um, but, you know, to actually take the action and then figure out why it made you feel the way you feel and then be able to grow and say, okay, like this is what it was. And this is why this is how I can kind of change to not go through that like I did last time. That's I think what we want to get towards. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap this up. We've been talking for like an hour and a half. Always happens, man. I look yeah. away from the clock, I look back and forever. Yeah. Great words from the wise Zane Burke. Hey. Great listening by the wise Eric Jennings. <laughs> All right. Um, you're not well. You I guess everybody knows Here, Zane. So go ahead. So, so listen. So I'll, I'll plug uh, this in. I am just about to get my real estate license. My Instagram simple is Zane. I mean, my Instagram is Zane Burke, but my real estate Instagram is Zane the Realtor. And getting started in Central Florida, um, and you know, trying to make connections and things like that. And you know, hopefully, if anybody's listening that maybe is looking for property down down south. Give me a buzz. Let me know. Zane the Realtor. All right. You heard it here. Zane the Realtor. Okay. Get the World XP podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out with a straight face. <laughs> All right. I guess with that, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye, everybody. How's it going, everyone?